Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Kasky. Bill Kasky back at the 2X Podcast. Today is part two of our two-part interview series with Rob Bell, Dr. Rob Bell. He's a sports psychologist. He wrote a book called No One Gets There Alone. And in part one, we talk about one of his experiences in a triathlon. I thought that was really interesting and uh, and kind of poignant in, in many ways. In today's part, he talks about three things mainly. He talks about competition and internal competition, not just between you and yourself, but also your partners and the people that work or the people that are around you. He also talks about your gifts and how important it is to share your gifts and be generous with your gifts with others. And he spends a little bit of time on this ever-present subject of how we are perceived by others and why it even matters and how focused we get on it when really it just doesn't matter. So I hope you enjoy this part of Dr. Rob Bell, and he is an awesome guy, sports psychologist, Indianapolis, Indiana. The book is called No One Gets There Alone. Enjoy. So when that event was over, it sounds like there was a significant change in Rob Bell that day and you started to look for people to help. How, how did that impact your practice, your coaching practice? You know, even with the athletes I work with today, that, that becomes one of the cornerstones now is at any event that you're going to be at, how, how are you going to use your gifts to help somebody else out? And it doesn't, and it's not all altruistic. It does help other people, but I let them know that you have to give it away in order to keep it. If you're confident, if you can give away the confidence if you can tell people, like, look, you just got to believe in yourself and keep and stay focused and stay the course, you tell people that, you can't turn around and then start doubting yourself. It doesn't yeah. work like that. Then you're actually teaching and coaching yourself at the same time. Yeah. So I'm telling my athletes and encourage them, how can you help somebody else out? So there is that, uh, that constant paradox of uh, it's like tithing. You know, if you tithe at the church, it will help someone else out but it will also come back to you tenfold or whatever the biblical rule is. But there's always that mental thing like, well, so who am I doing this for? Am I doing this for them or for me? And you're saying, what does it matter? Do it for both. It re- everybody benefits from this. They may not help you out, so you've got to be the one that moves into that, helps them out. You know you're going to grow from that and be okay with that. It doesn't have to be an either or. It doesn't have to be a a righteous thing, it right. can be both. Yeah. Kind of say that we're planting trees that we're never going to see. But the trees that we plant, people are going to be able to enjoy that shade. Like we have no idea the impact of our actions. That's the piece. You know, because we can say to somebody, wow, thank you so much for your help. How do we know they're not going to go home and, and, and then compliment their kid with it? Absolutely. We don't. Where if we just say, you know, I can't believe you did that. This is such a horrible experience how they wear that one with them all day. We can think about our own lives, right? We can get 20 good compliments. We get that one negative one. (laughs) Exactly. And that's the one we think about. Yeah. 
yeah. that's that's that mental game piece. Yeah, I think with the podcast, I get uh, with the work that we do online, we give a lot of stuff away, and it always is good to hear from someone who says, "Hey, that really helped me." And you know what it is? It's like a seed. It's like a planting of a tree or some kind of flower that we know grows. We have confidence that it's going to grow, but we never see it. Yeah, I also kind of look at it like this: like I've got a voicemail on my phone from one of my mentors from 2012. All those years, I've left hundreds of messages to other people, hundreds of voicemails. I can't tell you one thing I said on anybody else's voicemail, but I can go back and I can listen to that one voicemail that impacted me anytime I want. And that's the piece that matters. Like people will remember how we made them feel, but we're not going to remember what we said to them. No. We have no idea. No. No. But it's, so that's the fact that knowing that we're making a difference, if we take no action, there, if we... We don't know the results from our action, but if we take no action, there'll be no there'll results. Be no results. Yeah, yeah we, know, we do know that. I had a situation last week that happened where I was, uh, there was a brand new sales director who came into an organization that I was working with. I was coaching their salespeople. The new sales leader made the comment in the room. It's the first time he had met some of these folks. And it's a small, it's a small business, not a massive company. But this is a very important position for these mm-hmm. guys, having a leader who looks out for them. The comment was made by the new leader, look, I'm only here for the numbers. That's all I'm going to be judged by, so that's all I'm judging you by is the numbers. And when he said that, I was kind of looking around because that, to me, that is the worst thing to say. Yes, we want to win, but the numbers are only the result of all of the inputs and all of the things that we do to make the numbers work. So how would you, if you would have heard that, how would you have maybe not responded in the moment? But what, what, would, what would have gone through your mind? I guess I'm asking for a little coaching here. But what would have gone through your mind? Because we, I think we probably would agree it's not all about the numbers. Yeah. You, you just want to be able to talk to that person before and say, what, what's, <laughs> before he right? says that. Like, what's the message you want to get across? What does that mean? Yeah. Because all that means is it doesn't matter about anybody else. It matters if I get mine. And then what happens with that... values don't matter. Right. Strategy doesn't matter. And then with that, the thing that I see is then, okay, well, now I'm competing against my person on my right. I'm competing against the person on my left. And that means, well, I'm not going to help that person out, even if they need anything, because that's going to impact me. Now I'm alone. Now Now we're operating from scarcity. Now we're operating from the only thing that matters is the win. That just does not last long. Yeah. And it's not inspi- It's not inspiring. I mean, it's it. It sucks the life out of the room. It is a scarcity move. If he would have said, "Hey, look, uh, you know, the numbers are how I'm going to be judged," but I also know that the numbers we can we can't control the numbers. All we can control is how we work together as a team, how I coach you, how you how I serve you. I mean, there, he could have been a hundred things he could have said that left people saying, "Yeah, he's coached on the numbers, but." He's our guy. Sure. I think when we hear that, like, I'm, I'm judged by my numbers. I'm judged by my wins. We're already in the mindset of, I care more about what other people think about how I do than how I'm inter- interacting with other people. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. It's like, you know, if you want to talk about who's the greatest quarterback of all time, who cares? And the reason why is because I can tell you what, the greatest quarterback of all time doesn't care what you think. <laughs> he cares about <laughs> he cares about the, the relationships that they did and how they performed and and all the stories and the journey that they had, that's the only thing that matters to yeah. those guys, yeah. not how they're perceived by others. And because... So why are we so interested in it? Because we and, don't have anything else to talk about. <laughs> and that, you're right, and that's the bottom line. We care more, I think, what other people think about us than, 
than what we're trying to do and the impact yeah. that we're trying to make. Yeah. So give me another principle of the book, No One Gets There Alone by Dr. Rob Bell. Um, give me another principle that might apply to the, the business world. It's a better us makes a better you, a better you makes a better us. We can't just always focus on other people because, you know, we see that. And then if, we, if that's the only thing we do without without improving ourselves, and we are left kind of empty. And that's so sort you mean com- we look at somebody who's maybe made it or is successful, and we compare ourselves, and we kind of judge ourselves based on that? Well, yes, um, if we're only focused on other people. Okay. You know, if we're only focused on other people and not taking care of ourselves, then, then we neglect that self-care, and then we burn out. And so a big part of that piece is we have to be improving along the same time. We've got to be making certain steps. So one of the things that that I kind of say in this is, is kind of the five-to-one principle. Five-to-one principle, I didn't come up with it. It was just the research that was out of the University of Washington. Um, John Gottman looked at the most important relationships. That was marriages. He could predict with 90% accuracy which marriages were going to be successful and which ones weren't. It all came back to the positive to negative interactions with the most important people in our lives. The negative, the ones that did not uh, make it, they were 0.9% positive interactions to every one negative one. So it was more negative than it was positive. Not by much. Right. <laughs> the, the successful ones were five positive interactions to every one negative yeah, one. Huge difference. So then it's like, okay, well, how does that work then in our lives? We think we've got to go get five. And think about it. It's back to that. If we get five positive compliments, get that one negative one, we only think about the negative one. It far as outweighs it. If I go home at night and say, wow, honey, this dinner really sucked, but your shirt is great. Like it just doesn't equal out. That's why it takes five to one. What we need to do if we get that negative one is we need to go then seek out how do we give out five. Not trying to get five, but how can I give five positive interactions? And then that's the key because once I start giving out five meaningful ones, I'm outside of my own stuff. I'm no longer yeah, thinking about that one. Not to the person who you might have offended right. with the one, but to, to anybody. Right. Yeah. And if we give out those five, we're outside of our own head. We're focused on the other people. And then right away, our mindset has already changed, and, and we're not focused on our own mm-hmm. stuff. And, yeah. and what do I need to do different? It's I need to give away that positive stuff because then it's going to come back yeah. to me. A couple of things before we close up here. We're speaking with Rob Bell, Dr. Rob Bell. No one gets there alone. the book. You can find him at drrobbell.com. What about the concept of not enough? I'm not enough the way I am. I'm I'm. I feel like I'm flawed, or I feel like, you know, yeah, the high achievers can earn a half million dollars a year, but, you know, that's not really how I'm made up. There's that self kind of keeping ourselves down. What, what do you see there, either in the sports, uh, on the field, or in the boardroom? Is that an issue, and, and how does it manifest itself the way you see it? Well, I see it two ways. Those, I think those that feel that they're not good enough, I think it drives them to be good enough. You always look at a lot of the fringe players, and they always had that feeling of, I'm not good enough, so I better work harder than everybody else. And it actually drives them to be successful. The only problem with that is, you know, so they're actually driven by that hate, and it it works. But it's sort of like that flame that if that's contained, it's okay, but that thing can really get out of hand really fast, and then the whole house is up, Mm -hmm. and that's all we're giving away in our relationships. That's, That's the real danger of it. I think we can hate ourselves to success. But we can't hate ourselves as significance. That's the it's part. title of your next book. That's an <laughs> awesome title. <laughs> that's that's a good one. That's that's the piece. Is those that don't feel that they're good enough, they they work themselves harder to be good enough. But that that feeling of inadequacy, inadequacy is still there. 
So it's got to be coming from someplace else. Yeah. And sometimes we seek that from external validation. You know, it's like hate directed inwards becomes depression. Yeah. And that's why we suffer with it. Yeah. So that's the part of the more people we can help get to where they want to go. Now we're feeling of significance because that part's going to come back yeah. to us. Yeah. It's that's not good. all that's about us. That's a good us. connection between the success and significance. Yeah. Is, uh, I know I always tell the story, people who listen to the podcast and have heard me speak, tired of hearing me talk about it. I was cut in eighth grade from, a, from basketball, and I loved the game. I was yep. just, I l- was in love with the game. I played at Carmel. Basketball was in our blood. We had Mr. Basketballs and Miss Basketballs, yeah. and I loved it, and I got cut. And I can, I can still remember to this day going down to the coach's office and seeing the roster, yep. and your name's not on it. And that was the case there. That caused me, I mean, for a couple of days, it was depression, but at some point, I think inside, I can't remember exactly the feeling, the day the feeling hit, but the feeling was, wait a minute, I'm better than that. I, yep. I should have made that. That's on me. I should have made that team. And I went on to actually got picked up later in the year because a kid flunked off and ended up playing in high school and college. And so that day, had that day not have come, I, I might have never turned into a decent basketball player. Yeah. But it caused me to maybe you know hate, hate my way into success because I said to myself, that I'm better than that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, that, that's those hinge moments that happen across all the board. If Drew Bledsoe never gets hurt, Tom Brady never gets in that game. If Tom Brady isn't the fourth string quarterback going into Michigan, then how do we know he's going to be the one that's driven to be successful? Every door has a hinge. A door without a hinge is a wall. It just doesn't work. So the hinge in our lives, it's that one person, that one moment, or that one event that makes all the difference in our lives. And those negative ones the painful ones about seeing our name, about not making a team, that's a hinge moment because from that moment on, everything's different. Beauty about it is this, is I don't care how bad things are in our life, uh, how bad we're struggling. It takes one person to turn everything around. It takes one moment to turn everything around. You know, so where our mindset is, not again. Um, I'm not going to be doing that anymore. And that's where, you know, a lot of times there's, there's no breakthrough without a breakdown. I'm a big believer in, look, it's not about the setbacks in our life. It's always about the comeback. And it only takes one. That's what we can always get back to. If we look at any, any important sport event, hey, well, there's one play made all the difference. Yeah. And that's what we're getting ready for. We just don't know when that's coming. Yeah. And every player, like a Brady or whomever, had a setback that it's one of those things that's the arc of the hero's journey. Do I continue to play this sport? after the setback or an injury, or mm-hmm. do I really rally it and go all in and do it? And there's every player has had that, haven't they? I mean, uh, maybe not a career-ending thing, but a question in their mind, is this, am I really cut out for this? Every, every one. We're speaking with Rob Bell. Rob, you uh, have authored an awesome book here. I'm, I can't wait to read it. Um, you say that you will uh, gladly give a, a book away. So how do we want to work this? Well, I tell you what, if anybody just, uh, what about if they just follow me on Twitter, if they mention the podcast, they get it, I'll, uh, I'll, pick, a, I'll pick a random okay. one. Okay, so your Twitter handle is? Twitter handle is at Dr. Rob Bell. So it's D-R-R-O-B-B-E-L-L. So go to Twitter, at Dr. Rob Bell, mention the 2X podcast, and uh, the first person that does that will get a book. Right? Sounds great. All right. Thanks for your time today, man. Thank it's you. It's been really good. We'll have to do this again. And uh, this is, I'm, I can't wait to dig into the book, and uh, thanks for your time. Thanks, man. You've been listening to the 2X Podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at bill at billkasky.com or follow him on Twitter at Bill Kasky.